everybody, to another episode of Monday Mania. 30 seconds later than last week. So eventually we'll be at uh, the 4 o'clock search. No, I'm just kidding. But had to, it backed me out of the StreamYard app. And uh, I apologize. My hair is crazy. I want to have a different hairstyle compared to the Patreon episode, uh, which you did not see. If you're not a Patreon member, Zach and I did our Elimination Chamber uh, review today. Thought it would go about 20 minutes, went about 40 as it goes. Um, talked about the international success of WWE in the past couple of years, the strategy that got us there, etc. So that's very exciting. So if you want to check that out, please become a patron today. Four dollars a month. So even if it's a four dollar test run, I think you'll like all the content you get on that side of it as well. But um, thanks for joining me on Monday. We got a lot to talk about. Uh, I want. I would like for you guys to kind of leave the show in the comments. So please do that. Um, you know, we've got obviously uh, Steve. Hello. I see you in the chat. Good to see you. Um, we have obviously the Elimination Chamber, Elimination Chamber, I should say, Fallout to talk about. If you're not a patron, then, you know, feel free to add your discussion there. Did you like it? How the down under Tyler is on is here. Good to see is on. Um, and you know we got Raw tonight. Not a lot on the docket officially, but we've got um, you know probably if I had to guess, Sammy Zayn in the main event, which would be three weeks in a row. I think that'd be an interesting course of action to go into there. But we'll see Cody. We'll see Seth. All that sort of stuff talking post that um, you know, to move on officially to WrestleMania. Maybe we'll clarify what Cody challenging the rock anytime, anywhere, any place means um, get some Seth drew interaction, see some fallout for the, you know, for the judgment day for Damian priest, for Rhea Ripley, for Becky should, it could be, it should be a pretty good show, right? I think prime AEW back in the day, their best shows ever were those post-pay-per-view dynamites where they would kind of reshuffle the deck and you would kind of know who's going up against who. Um, back in the day, the good old days, where there were four pay-per-views, you'd have those mid-pay-per-view branded episodes of Dynamite. You'd kind of set the table for those uh, those shows. So not saying that the draw has to be that, but we are full go into WrestleMania season. We are you know, five episodes. I don't know calendar in front of me, I think five episodes of Raw, five episodes of SmackDown to get there. So start cooking. It should be good. Um, and I think WWE is relying on that tonight as a selling point. Um, but, you know, we'll see. So, um, yeah, and then we also have Collision, which if anyone watched that, please drop that in the comments. You know, another predictable show. Uh, just like Elimination Chamber. Um, but um, I liked it for what it was, right? I mean, not much to talk about. No one, you know, I, I guess the one thing to talk about on that was, and then we're just top lining. We'll get into details on everything else here as we go. But top line on that was that Powerhouse Hobbs defeated Sammy Guevara. So, you know, Brassburg Media in general is always pro Sammy Guevara losing. Zach and myself at least. So 
But before we get into all that, please, as a reminder, you listen to Brass Ring Media, whether on YouTube Live, after the fact, or on podcast form. You can check us all out um, at Brass Ring Media. You do patreon.com slash Brass Ring Media to get all our other content and support the show. Um, Super Chats are open, so if you guys want to get your comment read on the screen to be immortalized in wrestling history, you can do that. Um, so yeah, very exciting. I think we're going to be able to add another show here in the near future. Second hour discussing that today. So please be excited for that. Um, and it does not include Zachariah or Robert. So tease alert, but, uh, expanding as always the brass ring media, um, brand and Hazan has a great comment that we're going to get to. So meat madness is coming up on Monday mania, you know, if meat madness is good enough, maybe like Monday meat meatness or Monday meat would be a better name for the show. So I'm open to changing that. And we only talk about the XL division in wrestling. We power rank Hobbs and Wardlow and Bronson Reed and Braun Strowman and Paul White and whoever else I'm missing within the, the Brian Cage. Uh, I guess Killswitch slash Luchasaurus would be in there. Um, you know, I guess who else do you guys have in the meat division across all spectrums? Uh, Ishii, I think, would be kind of in the, in the the runt of the meat division, but he is you know built like a bowling ball, so I think he would fit there tremendously well. Um, yeah, that would be one thing I would advocate for all companies to uh, share a meat <laughs> heavyweight title where it is a uh, you know a T-bone steak as a belt. Um, and I'm only partially kidding. I think that could be very fun. Maybe on. <laughs> Zon says hook in the meat division. I think that'd be funny. Uh, Steve Scott Gunther, Dijak, all Keith Lee. Keith Lee's perfect for the meat division. Um, hook is, is funny to me. Maybe we can get um, Spike Dudley. That'd be funny. I mean, out of retirement or whoever the Spike Dudley. Maybe um, Ludwig Kaiser can be in there and just, just sell like crazy for all the, uh, all the meat daddies out there. So that... I think is the best contribution we're going to make to the internet today is booking the meat division within every company. Um, so I think that would be fantastic. Sean Waldman. Yes. Steve put Sean Waldman as a, as a meat daddy. So um, Matt here with the super chat. Thanks man. Um, popping up. They're stoked. That elimination chamber is behind us 40 days away, or maybe it means EC three, but left out the three. I can't say, but I think he means elimination chamber Perth four days away from WrestleMania. Yes. Very exciting. Always a fun time of the year, especially now confirming that we'll have AEW this weekend, which will be a little bit interlude, at least for coverage for people like me. If you guys watch it, obviously we'll be covering it. We'll be previewing it later this week, doing the post pay-per-view discussion as well. But as soon as after that, it is, um, <laughs> it is, Basically, all WrestleMania all the time. Uh, I'm excited for it. It's one of the most anticipated WrestleManias I've had in a long time. Even the LA Knight AJ Styles match has me intrigued as a, you know, if there's 12, 14 matches between the two days, that's got to be on the lower tier of action, story, excitement. But even that intrigues me as a fan. So, you know, I'm uh, excited for all of it. I think. It's been a well-built show for a long time. 
it's Lebec's first kind of. I mean, I know he did last year, but he had the albatross of Vince returning, trying to return, etc., around his neck, and uh, you know he's had a lot of stuff to do and um, more freedom in this way. So, um, Matt, again, thank you, Matt. What do you reckon tag night one? Question mark. What's happening? That's where I'm at currently, Matt. I'll leave your thing posted up here. Um, so everyone can see too. Yeah, right now, I mean, Cody saying, hey, I'll fight the rock any place, anywhere, anytime, leaves them open. Um, you know, it's like writing, if anyone's ever done any like creative writing or even writing a paper, right? You don't outline every single step of the way and keep to that track, right? So saying something like, I will fight the rock any place, anywhere, anytime allows the rock to show up tonight and have a big main event, which is not happening, obviously. Uh, you could have a SmackDown that's branded that way to do it. You could have Cody and Rock night one, the winner faces Roman night two. You could have a tag match night one and fight Roman solo night two. You could not have the Rock do anything and Cody could win the title and they could wrestle for that at SummerSlam, right? So it just is all up in the air. It just depends what the Rock wants to do, right? Can you tell what's the best way to tell the story? Is it Cody and Rock wrestling and maybe Rock gets, they get a mutual respect after that match. Rock then helps Cody defeat Roman, vice versa. The disdain is even more so when Cody beats Rock or Rock does beat Cody through cheating by the bloodline. And that makes you think Cody cannot take out Roman the next night. And it makes Cody still on the chase as a babyface champion if he does win it. So, you know, literally any option is on the table with a comment like that, which is good. But at some point, the two men are going to meet up physically, whether that be a tag team, a singles match, what have you, in my opinion. also think, as I said here in many other places, that The Rock is in this for the relative long haul. I don't think this is a, you know, April 6th or 7th. I think those are the dates for WrestleMania. In Philadelphia, and then he's out of the company for a year. I think he is doing at least a couple matches, whether that be a Saudi show, SummerSlam. It's like Zach's house with all these. Now there's signs at my house. Um, uh, next WrestleMania, maybe you do rock room and next WrestleMania while Cody takes on CM Punk, whatever, right? There's a million things you could do, but I do think I'd put the over under at two and a half rock matches from April of 2024 to April of 2025. I'd probably take the over on number of matches, official matches that the rock has. I'm curious if you guys would take those odds or if you would hit the under hard and think there's going to be one match for the rock, no matter what it is. And that's, and he's done for a period of time. So that's where I am, but I uh, appreciate the super chats, both of them, Matt and um, Zahn thinks it's, it's going to be a singles match. Um, yeah, and then Steve's talking about Seth being close to cleared. His storyline is legit. You know, I would, I think we'll get some clarity tonight. I, I do not foresee Seth working at all until WrestleMania. You know, if, obviously, if that is more of a real thing and you need to get a 12-minute match out of him and Drew, you're not going to have him work a tag match, right? If it's a storyline thing and he thinks he can go, then you obviously do it. 
Um, they've been teasing a lot that he's there to help. You know, hey, what if he's not? <laughs> you know, that's that's one thing I think that has not been thought about, and I don't think it's good. But Seth is a guy who changes characters a lot too. So what if he is hurt, and in storyline, he lo- let's say he loses to Drew night one. Maybe he's supposed to wrestle twice in one night, and uh, he loses and he doesn't help Cody because he's mad that he lost. And he focused too much on helping Cody, and it's Cody's fault. You get a turn. We're gonna get Becky and Rhea. Like, what's the reaction gonna be there? Is it a time to turn both him and Becky, even though they're not associated together? So, I don't think any of that's a good idea. I just think that's a discussion being had um, at this time within WWE. Go through all the options, right? And you gotta go through all the options of like, hey, it's WrestleMania. What's our big moment going to be? I think it's Cody who he beats, how he does it, obviously. But if you don't, if it's pretty straight down the middle, Seth turning on Cody after this time is a good way to get him over as a heel big time. Um, post, let's say, Drew's champion. Give Seth something to do as that secondary heel on the show. He can then work Punk. He can work, you know, other pieces. You know, then you have a problem. You probably turn Gunther babyface, whatever. I'm not advocating for this. I'm just, you know, I think it's something to think about as a shocking surprise at WrestleMania that would probably not go over well. Now, not like it'd be Stone Cold turning heel level, but um, it'd be something. So we'll see that. And I think, you know, how physical Seth gets tonight with Drew, if he does it all, would be um, a, a good indication of where that's at, right? It's kind of like the Adam Cole situation in AEW where Instead of, I think they realized instead of him coming out on crutches, which doesn't help his character much, they've kept him off screen. So the next time we see him, he'll probably be able to do physicality or be fully cleared, is my guess. And I think the first time you see Seth do some stuff, he's as cleared as possible. Assumingly, assuming that he doesn't need like a arthroscopic surgery at some point to clear up the, the tear that he has. He's just going to work through it. Um, but we'll see. And I agree as on, I, I think Seth and Becky don't work on screen together. So Triple H probably knows that. It just seems like they've been the same. And this is, you know, under Triple H, they were both, um, you know, already babyface mode. So he didn't change much. But for the course of WWE history, they seem to have been aligned since they've been together on their good guy, bad guy stance. So um, I, I hope, I agree with you. And I hope they switch them both at the same time or even switch Becky I think would be kind of dumb because then you just continue that Rhea feud at, at the end of it so um, and then Azan says to Sammy make it a three way are you talking about um, Drew and Seth uh, for that match because I think that's super interesting I would guess Sammy right now is in line for that Gunther match as the ultimate underdog and uh, I think by what we're like two weeks away from Gunther he's already had the longest Total rain, like start to finish rain, be honky tonk's man, honky tonk man's rain. But he's like two weeks away. I think I don't have it pulled up from having the intercontinental title the longest period, no matter number of rains. Um, so the human being to carry that belt for the longest amount of days is coming up. So once that breaks, then it's you know all options on the table. It's a huge moment. It's not WrestleMania 30. It's not Brock defeating Undertaker at WrestleMania, but it's a pretty big moment. And I think, you know, you always want to be in a title match, but taking down Gunther at this point is 
um, a bigger thing for a mid card guy. Unfortunately, Sam is a mid card guy, but um, is a way to elevate him and keep that title at a high level. And you know, like when as soon as Gunther loses that, he is right there in that main event spot. And I think Sammy can do the same thing where, you know, if you reshuffle things, shows like by the time the Netflix thing kicks in, he can be one of your top three baby faces, no problem. Because who knows what USA and Netflix are going to want in terms of talent if it's just everybody everywhere. Or if Netflix wants, hey, we want Cody, we want Roman, we want Seth, we want Drew. And they need like the USA, it's like, hey, it's the KO, Sammy. LA Knight, you know, all those guys that are lovable. You know, Randy Orton maybe is like the bone thrown there on the on the male roster side. But um, you know, Sammy could be that guy. He could be the you know, the king of the the B show, as obviously we know SmackDown's gonna be the B show once again, based on the um, you know, jumping to Netflix, all that stuff. I hope it's just like an open roster, but that hasn't worked very well for AEW collision. But more issues than that than just the rosters being not totally split. So, um, okay, Matt, thank you again. You got another super chat. We'll pop that up here. When will Seth drop this stupid gimmick? His serious promos have been great these last number of weeks. I'm pretty over the obnoxiousness uh, as a face. Yeah, I mean, that's always kind of been the issue with Seth as a baby face. I think you kind of have to, for, for me and for I think most people that like Seth, it's more, it starts in the ring. And why we like him as opposed to the characters. I mean, the, the architect was fun. Obviously, breaking up the shield is a big moment. WrestleMania 31, big moment that kind of saved you from Brock Roman once again. So that's where it comes from. But yeah, I mean, him being Cody's buddy and being Cody's Robin, honestly, as I saw with the Grayson Waller effect. Um, sorry, Matt, let me keep that up there for you. Um, you know, is not the guy who's wearing whatever the, you know, the big, those big bread boots, what are those called? They were, they were like streetwear that he had. They're, you know, like thousands, they're like a thousand dollars. Anyway, wearing expensive flamboyant outfits. Um, I, you know, I think works as obviously the crowd loves singing the song. And if you can't get one word over like, yes, no, yeah having the crowd chant something specifically for you or sing something um, is a way to get over. So, you know, he's over and it can be annoying, but I think there's somebody who's annoying for everybody. Right. But for the current story he's telling where he's got a mix now, um, being Cody's buddy, helping him finish the story and be the world champion and take on Drew. I think it's an interesting thing for him to um, balance. And I, I don't think the current character that you have an issue with is able to do that. Right. So tilting the flamboyancy down from a nine and a half and cracking up the seriousness from a seven to an eight or a nine, I think is due. I'm curious to see how he does that. If he can do that. Um, so, because, you know, Drew's character is wildly over and is one of the best characters him and Swerve, you know, for send this this quarter, right? November, December 23, and or I guess December 23, January, February 24. Um, Swerve and, and Drew McIntyre are the two most compelling characters on television in the United States for me. Um, 
So, you know, Seth's got to compete with that. Just like, you know, Samoa Joe, who's held his own, in my opinion, has to compete with Swerve being that the exciting thing. And will Seth be able to do the same? And, you know, is it about the title or is it about something else? And with Seth, it's, it's been about the title when he's not talking to his opponent in an odd sort of way. Um, when he's talking about Roman and Rock, it's about the title, how he works every week. That sort of stuff is like when he's talking, when he's being Cody's buddy, Kobe, Cody's uh, Robin to Cody's Batman. It's more about the title and more serious. And then when it's, you know, Nakamura or um, Drew in the past, it's, it's sort of more that gimmick you don't like. So to make that middle part of the Venn diagram a little wider, I think is better than leaning into one or the other more so. So we'll see. But tonight could be an important night for that as well. So um, one thing I also want to get into, thank you again, Matt, um, is Okada's last match. I, I didn't watch it personally uh, in New Japan. I think it was on the 24th as well, which is funny that I think they were, his last match was happening as uh, Elimination Chamber was on. So a fun little booking decision there by New Japan slash WWE. Obviously, WWE had that in books a long time ago and had no idea it would be Okada's last match, but on that date. But, um, yeah, there's been some talk about him not, you know, putting people over and saying he's never going to be in New, New Japan again. Some issues with the translation from Japanese to uh, English. So just be on the lookout for that, obviously. He's now available to pop up whenever. Curious what you guys think. Will he be on the uh, Revolution show? Will he pop up at the end of Joe and Swerve and Paige? Will he save? Will he help Sting and Darby win and take out the Young Bucks and, and be the most over guy in one second? Um, but, uh, you know. We'll see about that. Steve here in the comments says it was the second match on the card. They gave Osprey a much bigger stage. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's not good, right? And who knows how much I, you know, if you if you guys know, I'm not a New Japan reporter. I'm a casual New Japan fan. I would say at this time, um, but you know, Tanahashi getting that role, I don't think it was the deal breaker. It seemed like Okada was ready to move on before that, but there's no love lost between Okada and the company at the time. And, you know, um, what we've seen recently, you've got Kota Ibushi, who certainly does things his own way. If you look at, like, the way he did or did not rehab, you know, some of the other things, um, you know, that's one thing, right? Um, but, you know, with Okada to to go out and have issues with the company on the way out as well is a, you know, just something to look for here. A big name talent not being super happy with New Japan at the moment, right? And, and what happens here, right? Does is New Japan um, does it do they come back from this? Does does Noah does DDT pop up and get some young talent and? start to get cross promotion that gets Americans to watch it more so because at least from, you know, we're like a general platform for talking about wrestling. So recently we've been probably 
60, 65% WWE and what, 30% AEW and 5% New Japan with the occasional, let's say 4% New Japan, 1% TNA um, with the news there with Scott DeMora. So, you know, can DDT, can Noah get into that rotation, break into the 1% group? Or we're talking about a match that happened in one of those as, you know, if we're talking about it here, that means it's made big enough news where we think a general audience would at least listen to it. Um, when is the next time we do that in New Japan? Right now with Okada gone, um, you know, Naito's been champion a lot. Is, is there someone there to do that? Is it Jack Perry or Jungle Jack, whatever his name is, is in this, you know, the New Japan Cup, is he going to go the distance? Is that the next time we talk about it? Because it's Jack Perry getting a push in pro wrestling in 2024. Um, you know, Matt Riddle and Nick Nemeth have titles in that company now. So what does that mean? Um, yeah, it's just not in a healthy spot. And I'm someone that is not there to promote for or against New Japan. I usually like the content. But, you know, if Zack Sabre Jr. is like a guy who can legitimately go for a title and evil, you know, Sonata, I think got worst gimmick in the wrestling observer, um, or most hated gimmick, something like that. If someone has that, please let me know the correct thing there. He got a award that you do not want to get. Um, you know, he was a top guy that didn't work in its current form. So it's a little thin, uh, at the top there. And sometimes that could be really good for a company, right? You can get the WWF from the mid nineties to the late nineties, right? Had a rough patch where, you know, you have your diesel as champion for a long time. He goes to WCW and then things really pop off after that point. 96 leads into 97, which leads into 98. Um, and then eventually, you know, 99, 2000, 2001, 2002 being huge years for that. So can New Japan do that? Who knows? Or will again, one of the other companies take over and steal the attention. So I just thought that was interesting that the Okada stuff kind of came and went, but um, we will see. Will John Moxley be, you know, New Japan champion? How weird would that be if an AEW signed person is the champion of, I guess, the third biggest promotion in, in the world, right? Maybe not cash flow wise, but I think from engagement wise, that would certainly be interesting if, AW had two people that were signed to them that had those titles. So, um, but yeah, Raw tonight should be interesting. Um, we will see how that goes. Again, no sports going on there. So, it's a time, as always, for WWE to cook. Here, see the rating coming out of Elimination Chamber, how much they talk about Elimination Chamber. Obviously, with Drew and Becky, they will. But SmackDown, I mean, it's like, do you have the Logan Paul story? Is that the biggest thing coming out if you don't have Rock and Roman booked? So, um, you know, we got that. And obviously Revolution, we'll talk about that more this week. So Zach and I will talk about Raw tomorrow at 9 o'clock. Uh, I think we're going to preview Revolution on Thursday. So we'll probably preview Dynamite a little bit. Eddie Kingston, you know, and, Dan and Brian Danielson. Um, getting their story kind of solidified on Wednesday is the biggest thing. So, so we'll see about that, but yeah, Sting's retirement match coming up. Huge moment. What's that like? Who wins? I think it's, I think it's going to be super compelling. 
And hopefully we're talking about it for the right reasons and a good send off because those are hard to do in wrestling. So, um, so we'll do that, but enjoy raw. I'll see you guys tomorrow at 9 p.m. with Zach talking raw post the happening and uh, previewing dynamite and all that good stuff. So, and obviously it's wrestling. Some big news will drop uh, before then. So until then guys, I appreciate you joining. I hope you have a great